Hi and welcome to another episode of the Getting Things Done podcast. I am Morten Røvik and I'm here as always with my long-term friend and partner in crime, Lars Roskil Hendriksen. Hello, Lars. <laughs> Hi, Morten. Good to hear a new intro from you. No, no, no trying to, to come up with a new, <laughs> new language for saying hello. Bad, yes. <laughs> Good to be back with you and with our special guest uh, today as well. Looking forward to mm. recording this episode with you both. Mm. If you have not listened to our podcast before, our goal is to help you in learning GTD or becoming an even better GTDer, help you get the benefits of GTD, becoming more productive, less stressed, and better at staying present with whatever you're engaged in. And we hope that you find these episodes valuable regardless of how experienced you are with GTD. And if you're looking for a refresher or learn more about the basics of GTD, we always recommend you go back and listen to episodes one through six about the five steps in GTD. Yes, and today's episode is uh, an interview episode with uh, none other than Mr. Justin Hale from Vital Smarts in the US. And I know, Lars, you have, you're dying to ask him some questions. Maybe you should just <laughs> dive into it. <laughs> By Love the way, it. welcome, Justin. Yes, exactly. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here with the two of you. Thank you. Yeah, happy, happy to have you, and thanks for thanks for taking the time to to talk to us. Um, let's start off easy, I think. With uh, yeah, if you could share a bit more with the listeners about who you are and, and what you do. Of course, um, as you mentioned, my name is Justin Hale, um, based here in the United States, and I have for the for the past thirteen years been a, a primarily a, a trainer. Uh, working with small groups and, and executive teams, training them on on high leverage skills that will have a dramatic impact on their results and on their team culture. And for a number of years, I was training um, some of Vital Smart's key courses like Crucial Conversations and Influencer and some others. And then um, I was introduced to uh, David Allen and partner. We Vital Smart's partnered with David Allen and. And I had a chance to really dive into the content and it became my my one true love outside of my family, I'll say that. It became uh, my, <laughs> my, I really just came to, to love the content, live the content, benefit from it. So um, I worked as the lead training designer on creating um, the uh, Vital Smarts version of the Getting Things Done training program. and have since started a channel called One Productive Minute where I share, like you, I share many of these wonderful GTD practices in small bits each day on social media. And so now I'm, uh, I'm one of the lead training designers here at Vital Smarts and uh, I get to create great learning experiences and help people change their lives. Great. Um, can I just ask a, a, a question? Because do you train your own trainers in the US? Uh, we do, we do. So we do mm -hmm. quite a bit of, of train the trainer and help uh, a lot of our clients learn to train our, our courses in their own organizations. Yes. Mm. Cool. Lars. <laughs> well, feel feel free to pick from 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 the list as well, Morton. No, I'm I'm curious to to, to learn more about uh, first of all your your own GTD practice, Justin, in mm -hmm. in how you apply GTD in your own life. Um, guessing you use it at work, you use it at home as well. Mm -hmm. uh, what does GTD look like for you? Yeah. Well, and let me also share too a little bit of the journey of how I came to use GTD because 
one of the things that I love now that I know GTD so well, I see each of the steps and the value and the relationship and the connections. But my my initial use of GTD came with one stop along the way, which is around those clarifying skills and that decision model that really gives you some perspective about, okay, when I'm making a decision about something, what does it mean to me? And it was actually a colleague, a coworker, and this must have been maybe seven or eight years ago, long before I knew who David Allen was. I had a coworker who for her own professional development went to the GTD course, came back, and during a team meeting, was asked to just give a short 10 minute overview of what she learned so the team could mm-hmm. know, you know, what. She, and one of the things she shared was this visual of this, this clarify, you know, decision model and the, and the process you go through. Is it actionable? Is it not? And so she shared that and a light just went off in my brain and I thought, I need that in the way that <laughs> I manage my email. And so mm-hmm. I, I took that image of the item coming in and is it an action, is it not, and file reference. I, I, I had that whole image and I put it next to my my monitor and every time I, I processed my inbox, I used that as my model. And I knew nothing else about GDD. I, I don't know mm-hmm. if I ever heard the, the statement, your mind is for having ideas, not for holding ideas, mm-hmm. but I had this specific model and it transformed my ability to more efficiently and completely get through my inbox. And mm-hmm. so I was just responding quicker. I was, I was on top, I was in control. So then when, when, uh, when I finally got to, to meet David and really dove in and tried to become an expert in the content, I already had an experience that had really given me a personal testimony, you could say, mm-hmm. of the yeah. importance of these skills. So uh, now in my life, um, it, it, my my GTD practice is weave through everything I do. Um, and, 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 but it's also very, very simple. Uh, it's not very fancy. <laughs> I, I wake up in the morning. The first thing I do is I look at my calendar and then I look at my lists. I look at the key things that I want to do for today. I make a plan, a short to-do list of things that I, uh, next actions I want to take. And, uh, and then if I don't need to do anything right then, I clean up my inbox and I do that very quickly so that I have a clear deck and then I, mm. the world is my oyster. I can, I can mm. do so many things and, and have a clear mind and a focus on those key next actions I've chosen for the day. That, that's really how I do my daily practice. It's all about, uh, for me, it's getting a clean inventory of things and then making choices. And so for me, it's very straightforward. That's a simplified version of, of how I think about my day. Mm. And is that then uh, applied both at home and at work, or is it just for for work? Because I see, yeah. you know, we see quite a difference between how people implement it, where they typically start off at work, and mm-hmm. as people progress with it and and become better GTDers, they tend to also let it expand to really cover all of their commitments, whether personal yes. or professional. Yeah, I made a decision early on that I wanted to have all of it into in one system, and I and I tell people that that's not the best practice. It's it's and it is an option, and it's an option that I've chosen that I found is most helpful for me. So I like to keep it all in one inventory. I, I use OmniFocus to manage all my projects and my next actions, which is a which is a great application. There are many that I believe would do similarly well for me. Um, mm. But, but yes, I keep it all in one. Uh, I have a few lists that are more home related. You know, I have an at home list. <laughs> I have a uh, at Christina list. Christina's my wife. Things mm-hmm. I want to talk with her about. 
um, errands could be work-related, but they're mostly personally related. But all of those lists sit in one place. And the reason for me personally I've chosen to do that is because um, my mind doesn't separate the two. I, I mm-hmm. find that when I'm doing work, I have thoughts of, of home-related things. When I'm at home, I have thoughts of work-related things. And it's simpler for me, at yeah. least, to have capture tools I use for everything and lists mm-hmm. I use for everything. So I found that to be most helpful in my life. And I'm curious now that you mentioned you have the at Christina list because I have a list for my my wife as well. And um, I've noted that you know I've, I've also been doing this for a number of years now. And I and I don't always share that fact because especially in an introduction to GCD, people would sometimes get a bit scared, saying, "What do you have a list for your wife?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm wondering if there might be any cultural differences in in how we would normally do things in the Nordics and whether things might be different in the US. Or would you maybe not also already share that fact as a, when no, you I, I agree that's a good point I, I always give a caveat there this is not a list of things that I want uh, I would like my wife to do <laughs> that would be a problem uh, and, and but and you have instead, things on your list that your wife wants you to do that is correct that is correct uh, there there's a long list of those but I think that, mm. that what I you know sometimes I get some people who will say well Justin that seems a little odd if you really cared about your wife, then you'd remember the things that you want to talk mm. with her about. Mm. And I like to make the point to say, we we all have great intentions. We mm. all want to remember our best friend's birthday. I want to remember that my wife asked me to pick up milk at the store. And yet, no matter how good my intentions are, my capabilities are mm. limited. So mm. I use this list to set myself up for success because I do love my wife and I do want to remember my friend's birthday. And I, I want to do those things so badly that I won't leave it up to my mind to have the responsibility. And, you know, I, there's this wonderful story. One of my um, close colleagues, I was uh, teaching her GTD. She went through the training for the first time with me. And, and afterwards, she just is a colleague who, who, who works just down the hall. And we sat down and I said, how can I help you continue to use these things you, you learned in the training? And, and she said, um, she was trying some things and she shared this wonderful example about she was actually suffering from um, uh, a very sad cancer and she was mm-hmm. doing a treatment and going through chemotherapy and and uh, and thankfully it was is going very well and she was very successful mm-hmm. she shared with me that every every week she would go to her doctor's office to do her therapy and there was a woman who sat at the desk who was very friendly and would always welcome her and and for my friend, this woman at the front desk was sort of a, a ray of sunshine during a very sad time in her life. Hmm. And one day she showed up to the doctor's office and the woman wasn't at the desk. And instead there was a short, there was a short little note and a picture of this woman that had explained she'd gotten in a car accident and she was in the hospital. And it explained that she was in critical condition and it gave contact information if people wanted to send flowers or, or send a hmm. nice note. And my, hmm. my colleague said, before GTD, I would have had great intentions and I would have said to myself, I, I ought to send her a note. I ought to send a gift. I ought to, to mm. send her a note because I cared about this person. And she said, I, I realized in that moment, because what I had just learned in GTD, I'm not going to leave this up to my mind. Yes, my mm-hmm. intentions are great, but I'm not going to leave it up to chance. So she said, I took a picture of the, the little image that had the address and the phone number and the email. I took a picture of it. I emailed it to myself. And then I knew I would not 
forget it because it was now in a place that I would be reminded later. And I, and for me, that was such a powerful example to your question about, do we have these lists with our family and is that okay? Mm. And she just said, Justin, my ability to capture allows me to meet my intentions with my actual execution. Mm. <laughs> what I want to do, who I want to be, mm. I can now be that person. I can now do those things because I've learned to capture. And I think her story is, has really been a good example for me of what I'm trying to do. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm reminded of the, the old, um, uh, I don't know, I don't, I don't think it is a proverb, but uh, it's a saying, I think, that where the, the, that there's a road to a specific place that's paved with good intentions, but if it's paved with actions, it leads to the opposite place, I think, <laughs> or something. <laughs> I'm always messing up allegories, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Well, at least, the, you know, the, I, I certainly also recognize the, this nostalgia. And I sometimes I feel it myself that I really, you know, would be nice to just remember all these things. I hear it also from, you know, seminar participants and say, well, my wife, she remembers all of that kind of stuff. So she, she doesn't need this. Um, but it really is, you know, to be present with my wife. That's why I do it. It's not that I don't want to have a, you know, I don't really want to have a list, but the list enables me to be mm. present with her. And that's the most important thing. So I can can understand where people are coming from. But recognizing your brain's ability to to capture these things is just, yeah, we need a system for that. But um, yeah. I think mm. we we all three agree on, <laughs> on that. <one. laughs> So um, the next thing I wanted to check with you was was this um, the use of GCD in uh, in your role. How have you implemented this in your teams? We always like to ask about this because it's always interesting to hear how you know people people may differ in, in how they implement it and, and use it as a team. Yeah, yeah. I think that uh, for me, one of the things I've discovered in my role and what I do at work for a, for a, for a number of years, I was a manager and I had a team, and I am an individual contributor with lots of extra projects and so for me project planning and deciding on the next action is absolutely essential and so i've um i've got to the place now where for me my key best practices because so much of my work is justin we need to uh, revamp this training program or we need to create a new training guide or a participant learner guide we need you to take on this new podcast or this new uh, article, we need you to do this, this white paper, this write up. And so it's very project heavy. And uh, mm. I, I have really grasped onto the idea that David Allen likes to say, you don't actually do a project. And so in my role, there is, uh, that is a, a clear thing for me that I always do. Whenever I get a task, I'll capture it. When I get back to my desk or when I'm out of that meeting, I'll step back and say, is this a project? Are there multiple steps I need to, to do in order to achieve this, this outcome? And then I'll create that project with a nice clear name. If there's a date, great, I'll put it. If there's not, then I'll leave it as is until I find out a date. And I'll put that project there and I'll decide what's the next action I need to take. And then I like to try to brainstorm any other next actions I anticipate in the future. And I like to capture those and just try to get them there. I find that helps mm -hmm. me. I'm trying to paint a picture of what that road will look like for myself. Mm -hmm. I can get a little clarity. And I know that I'm, I don't see every single step along the way just yet, but I can s sort of see the path and see mm -hmm. where it leads. That gives me some vision. And, and, and then I go ahead and put that next action on there. And, and, and so it's for me, it's very, very straightforward, but there's a lot coming into my life. And so for me, it is all about my GTD habits. 
Um, it's, it's not, it's not about my tools. When I first learned GTD, when I came to the course, I was using a word document <laughs> and, 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 and I, I, every Monday I printed out a one page word document and I carried it around the office with me and I would write things on it. And then on Friday I would update the word document and reprint it for the next week. And so I came and when I finished with the seminar, I still was using a word document and yet, exactly. but it was organized a little differently. And I had some lists organized by context and I had some projects down below. And then it was another, about three months later, that I graduated to Google Docs, which is just a Word document in the cloud, right? It's <laughs> yeah. not very fancy, it's not high tech, but I did that because I, my habits were still in their infancy. And I think that that is something for me, even as someone who is a heavy GTD practitioner who teaches this content, for me, I, it's all still about my habits. It doesn't mm. matter how, how fancy or how technical my tool is. And so it was uh, after about three months after that. So it had been six months since I had gone through the course and I was in the process of developing the Vital Smarts GTD course. So I was needing to really use this stuff. It wasn't until six months after that I finally said, okay, my habits are so consistent. They're not perfect, but they are so consistent. I think that I would benefit from a more automated tool. And that was my decision right there. Mm-hmm. That, that would help me in my role to your question. Would I benefit from a, a more automated tool? Would it help my habits accelerate? And so mm-hmm. I um, started using OmniFocus, which is a nice tool. I, I, I like it quite a bit, but mm-hmm. I've looked at so many other tools and I could probably use any of them and get similar results because in my view, 95% of my success in my role is about my habits. Exactly. It's about what I do. Yeah. So. Uh, our um, colleagues in Germany says something like, uh, um, "A fool with a tool is still a fool." That's uh, right. So, so <laughs> and um, uh, I don't know if I'm paraphrasing David here. I think I am when I say that you know, um, having a um, having a hammer don't make you a carpenter. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's I think that's very true. The number of people I've worked with who say oh, I learned a little bit of GTD and now I'm using this tool. And will you help me understand how I'm misusing it? And they open up the tool and I see one of their lists and it is uh, vague, it is unclear, it is, it is, uh, and I say, the problem isn't your tool. You're not gonna like this answer, but the problem isn't your tool. The problem is, is you haven't clarified any of this stuff. Yep. And believe me, if it was clearer and more specific and next action language, you wouldn't need my help. <laughs> no, and this is what we talk about in the podcast uh, often: is that that people skip the, the clarify step and drag unclear things from their you know mind dumps and emails onto their lists, and uh, then they look at their list and they're repulsed by it, and then they ask, "Why doesn't GTD work for me?" And I, then we kind of like go, "Duh, <laughs> sorry." Yeah, exactly. You have to, you have to, you have to work at it. You have to clarify what it means to use park the reminders of whatever you need wherever you need to see it when you need to see it so good Mm. but clarifying is hard yes (laughs) it takes takes mental (laughs) brain power to that's it's so true it's a it's a it is it's like a muscle it's a habit and i think that it's something you have to break through at first and even there are times for me when i look at my inbox and i say oh i don't know if i want to do this right now because and maybe you shouldn't 
and yeah, maybe you shouldn't. Maybe you're not in a place where you want to do it. Exactly. Um, some sometimes I think people have gone the easy route though, where they're they uh, confuse uh, categorizing their emails with actually clarifying and making yeah. decisions. Mm. So they feel like they'll say to me, Justin, I, I found a very efficient way to process my email, but I don't feel my stress levels lowering. And I feel like I'm missing just as many things. And I ask them to describe and I find that all they're doing is taking each email and just dropping yeah. it in a different folder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not the same thing as making decisions. So sooner or later, at some point, to your point, uh, Morton, mm. at, when you're ready, You've got to go into each of those and read them and make decisions. For mm. me, I feel like there's a threshold. I, I, it's kind of like exercising. At first, you don't want to do it. And after five minutes, you're very grateful that you started running or you started mm. you know, playing that sport. And for me, it's sort of like, I just need to sort of, okay, I'm just going to read the first email and make a decision. And then it becomes fun. Once I've gotten through that mm. first email and I get going, <laughs> yeah. I get on a roll. I, I, I like to mm. tell people humans in motion tend to stay in motion, right? But it's just yeah. getting moving. Mm. <laughs> That's very difficult. Yeah. So. But uh, just as a comment to my, my point of um, you sh maybe you shouldn't clarify if you're tired or if you're mentally wasted. Don't try and clarify is my clear advice to people. Because if you try yeah. to make a clarify when you don't have the mental energy, you will uh, cut corners. And if you cut yeah. corners, you will make make, um, you know, not very clear next actions for the future you who will be then disappointed with you who says, hmm, why you don't help me here? You, you make problems, not help. That's Stupid right. old me who, are, who was tired <laughs> trying to make next actions. Uh, th this is, by the way, if I said my quote from Todd Brown in the UK. He says that I try to make ne good next actions so the future me will be happy with me. That's right. Mm -hmm. I that love is, that. Uh, I like that quote. So. It's it's like how we eat late at night too. It's the exact same thing. That the, the mm -hmm. you in the morning wakes up and says, "Oh, why did I eat cake at 10 p.m. while I was mm -hmm. watching Netflix? <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> why didn't I just go to sleep?" Uh, it's the same yeah. thing with GTD. To take yeah. care of the yeah. future selves. I think that's a great point. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's so interesting that you mentioned the categorization of emails because well, earlier this week I did a virtual outlook workshop and one of the participants there had attended a, uh, an Outlook workshop before where they had taught uh, people to, you know, how to move things into different boxes. And then I think they had been suggested to use the Eisenhower matrix, urgent, important, all that. Um, mm. And uh, when we talked more about this and talked more about clarifying, he had some good habits already moving them into to the right list, but the clarifications, that was really what he was missing. Mm. So now he was really excited to, to get moving on that inbox again because now he could see how, how things could be moving forward from from that perspective hmm. so um if we zoom out a bit how um, what what's been the biggest win when it comes to gtd for you how has how has it impacted your working life over over time yeah I'll, i'll give two big wins um from a personal standpoint it's been focus i think that the the sense that um because my inventory of next actions is so complete, it's so clean, it's so clear. It goes back to what you said, Morton. The me now takes care of the me in the future so much that me in the future, I come down here to the basement with my four, I have four little children. I have a, a seven-year-old, a, a six-year-old, a four-year-old, and a two-year-old. So <laughs> as you can imagine, um, I have a need for focus. I have a need for presence And when I have two or three children all at once saying, daddy, daddy, listen, hey, daddy, I want to tell you something, daddy, I have a need for a clear mind. Mm -hmm. I have a need to be so focused <laughs> on what they're saying. And especially when my two-year-old, she's almost two, 
when she talks and she doesn't speak very, she doesn't, she doesn't know a lot of words. She doesn't speak English or any, I don't, she speaks some language. I'm not sure what language it is. <laughs> I have, I have a need to really focus in on what she's saying. And more than me understanding what she's saying is that she can see me listening. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I really, um, I heard someone once saying, I really love this. They said, um, it's when you're in a communication with another person, it's not, it's not the other person telling you their concerns that builds the relationship. It's mm-hmm. the other person watching you listen that builds yep. the relationship. And mm-hmm. my ability to have a clear mind determines my ability to be able to focus and listen to you. And so that's the first, the first big, big win, Lars, to mm-hmm. your question. Mm-hmm. At home is my ability to be mm-hmm. able to not have things hanging over my head. Um, at, in my work life, I would say the big win is efficiency. My ability to be able to, um, I had a funny moment about three years ago, right? I um, was talking to my vice president and she and I together had, had developed the, the Vital Smarts GTD training course. And she said, I don't know how to say this to you, Justin, but I feel like I don't have enough to do. And she's like, I don't want to tell our CEO that. And I kind of la- laughed and I said, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you said that because I've been having that feeling recently and I don't understand it because I know when I look at my projects, I have more than I had last year. And yet for some reason, I feel like I don't have as much to do. And so on a phone call with with David and Catherine Allen, she brought this up and David just laughed out loud. He said, <laughs> he said you, you've, you've hit that, that moment. Mm. You've hit that moment where you're so in control um, and that you've, 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 your habits are so strong mm-hmm. that, uh, you're, you're feeling in, in you're, you know, like my friend likes to say, you're the hammer, not the nail in yeah. your productivity mm-hmm. life. And, and so for me, that's been the benefit in my work life is I feel complete control. Now, sometimes enough comes in that I start to feel like the boat's rocking, mm-hmm. but, but the benefit is, is that I, I, I can feel that because I feel like I'm in such control. I know when I'm getting mm-hmm. out of sync at promise, all. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so those have been the, the huge, to your question, Lars, those have been the huge benefits in my life. Um, uh, and, and actually, I'll, I'll just share a short message, a short, short example that's been helpful. So I was in the middle of, of developing the Vital Smarts GTD training program. We were right in the middle of it. And my wife was pregnant with our third child. And she started to go into labor very early. Her water broke at 22 weeks baby is supposed to, to go generally until 40 weeks. This is very dangerous. We mm-hmm. went to the hospital and the doctors gave us some very scary news. And they said, if she delivers the baby in the next week or two, unfortunately, we don't think the baby will survive. It was an incredibly dramatic moment for our family. Wow. And within a week or two, the doctor said, we'd like you to be admitted to the hospital and we'd like you to stay here until you have the baby. And so overnight, I was mm-hmm. a single father with two little boys. I had a three-year-old and a two-year-old mm-hmm. and my wife was now in the hospital. Oh. And I was in the middle of trying to develop a training program about getting things done. And it was, <laughs> ve- it was very dramatic. And so um, a, a lot of people would say, well, I need to set that aside so I can focus on my family. But instead I doubled down. I doubled down. I, I, I did two weekly reviews. I immediately mm-hmm. sat down with my wife in the hospital and I said, help me understand everything she, she had chosen to stay at home mm-hmm. so she wasn't working. I said, tell me everything you do every day. I made lists. I had projects. Mm-hmm. I had checklists for each day of what mm-hmm. she did, how she did it. And I, and I said to myself, I can either let this overwhelm me because it's going to be emotionally difficult, or mm-hmm. I can try to use what I'm in the middle of learning and developing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just doubled down on my habits. 
And I can, I can, uh, my wife, thankfully was able to stay, she stayed in the hospital till the baby was 30 weeks and we had our son, Mm. but then he was very premature. He was in the, the, the neo, the neonatal um, intensive care unit for 80 days. So even though after my wife had the baby, she came home and we had our child in the hospital for 80 days that came as a project. And I don't mean that insensitively, but it did. Mm. It had lots of actions and it had Mm. lots of things we needed to do. And I can honestly look back at that situation and say an overwhelming situation didn't overwhelm our family. And I, and I know that so much of it was because of, of GTD, my Mm. ability to be able to use those things so that when I went to the hospital daily with my two children, I could be there. I could be present. I could help them. Um, and, and, and I still had a job. I was able to renegotiate many of my commitments. I was able mm. to decline many of my commitments because I knew what my commitments were. So mm. that's a long answer, Lars, to your question, but I had to share for me, yeah. that's been the most impactful benefit in my life and I'll never forget it. No. Well, thank you for sharing that. We, we, we hear the same, um, um, well, it's, it's stories in the same family of emotional, mm. you know, big emotional events in your life that's been uh, rocking, really rocking your insides, but you are in control of the situation and you can be present um, even when you have a overwhelming uh, many things to do, and to t- but you are still there. Um, Lars and I both have stories similar to you, uh, not as dramatically with children, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you were and with, say with other trainers as well. No, exactly. Yeah. No, I'm just yeah. going to echo that. That it really is. Uh, that's really where where GCD shows up and to to help you manage those really complex situations. Mm-hmm. Um, and then going really from one end of the spectrum to the other, really going down to the the practical basics. Um, looking at your system from a tools perspective, you already mentioned OmniFocus. Um, mm-hmm. People listening to this are always interested in hearing. So, what else do you use? List um, if you make lists and other places, reference systems, support material. What else? Capture tools. Yes. What would you perhaps so, highlight? So, I found that one of the big habits. I'll start with the capture piece. Was um, I found it helpful to email myself. I liked doing that as a way to capture an idea. But I also found that it took me. I was capturing things so often that it took me more time than I wanted. I had to put that I was sending to myself. I had to put a subject line in. I had, and it was taking 90 seconds. And I thought this, this should take about 15 seconds <laughs> when I want mm. to capture something. So I found an app that I really enjoy called note to self. Mm. And it's a simple shortcut that emails you. So um, I'll even show it to you here. And I think so. It's a, it's an app called note to self. I don't know if you can see it. We'll see here. It's right there. Note <laughs> to self. It's the blue one. Yep. Note to self. It's yep. right next to OmniFocus. Yeah, and for those and of you who are not on, on YouTube now, <laughs> Justin is showing right. his mobile showing screen. showing you the to note to self. But um, <laughs> in essence, I'll describe it for those that are listening to the podcast. All it mm. is is a blank digital document. So I open up the app and it's just blank. And it's connected to my email inbox. So all I do is I type anything into it and I push send and it automatically emails me. Now, some people may say, what's the benefit of that? It actually cuts my capture time um, in half or more. Mm. And so I'm able to open the app and type buy milk or do this or that and then just push send and it's done. I know it's in my email inbox. And so I found note to self to be a very, a very efficient way to capture ideas. I liked, I'm very simple. I don't have a lot of tools. Uh, anything I want to capture, I put a note to self and it emails me. 
And then I, I process my email multiple times a day and clarify. And I use OmniFocus to manage my lists. I have, uh, I have a, a, a single calendar that I use for everything. And so for me, I've chosen personal preference. Personal preference, I like to simplify. I like to get down to as few tools as possible hmm. and allow all of those things coming into my world to funnel down into just a few key places. So um, if I receive a text, and I need to do something about it, I'll copy that text and note to self. If uh, someone sends, hands me a note and I'm in the office, I'll take a picture of it, email it to myself. Uh, at the end of a meeting and someone did a nice brainstorm on a whiteboard, I'll take a picture, note to self, I'll email it to myself just very quickly. Mm. And so for me, it's it's note to self and it's OmniFocus and, and, and that's really it. Of course, I have my calendar, but between OmniFocus and my calendar, that's my entire system. And for me, I like that because um, you know, I, and everyone needs to do what works for them. But for me, what works, what works really well is simplicity. And mm-hmm. so people might look at me and say, wow, Justin, I don't know if I could do what you do. And I'd say, it's actually very simple. I have a mm-hmm. place where I keep lists and I have an email inbox and I have a calendar. That's probably similar to most people. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, and so those are the tools that have been most helpful for me. Um, and I think that uh, uh, simplicity has, has allowed me to be successful there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. Good point. Um, and we also, we always have to ask <laughs> when we have GTDers on to, to, if there are any, you know, tips, any new tricks or anything that you have, any tweaks that you've added to you, or then now we know simple system, any, any tweaks that you've made that you'd maybe share as a, a, a tip for some people to try out? Sure. So for me, one of the, I mean, there's a couple of quick tips that I've found to be helpful, which is there are some tasks that I find that um, I, I have no idea how long it's going to take me until I get into it, but I know it's going to take longer than two minutes. But there are some tasks that are going to going to take me maybe seven to 10 minutes, and I've done them many, many times, so I know they're going to take me that long. I will often put on the front end of that next action the, the estimated time it will take me. Now, I don't do that with all of my next actions because I don't want to mm-hmm. set myself up for failure. I don't want to tell myself this is going to take six minutes And then it consistently is taking me 30 minutes. I'm going to stop trusting (laughs) those labels. So I don't, I don't use those labels all the time. I use them carefully, but I find that to be helpful because I don't always have 30 minutes. Sometimes I only have nine minutes. So if I only have nine minutes, I don't want to spend that nine minutes trying to figure out what can I do? Even if I have a really good list of next actions, it still might take me three or four minutes to decide what I can do in nine minutes. I don't want to waste three or four minutes. So if I have good labels on a handful of items that aren't going to take an hour, but I know pretty well how long they're going to take because I've done those actions before, I can very quickly find those items. And so that's a, a tip that's been helpful for me. I think that um, I think that another, another thing that's been really helpful for me is um, – specificity in my next actions, but also I try to, when I have a next action, I try to put any supporting information on that next action that's, that will be helpful for me. The rule for me is what if I made the next action so specific that I never had to reference the original email ever again? Now that may not work for everyone, but for me, that's a helpful rule because I want to be able to, when it's time to work, do no thinking. I just want to look at the next action and read when, and sometimes it's long. Sometimes it will say, um, write the first draft of article needs to be 500 words, focus it on email processing and, Mm. you know, and, and return it to Ryan by April 5th. When Mm. I can see that it only takes me five seconds to read it. I can go, I get it. And I literally can just open up a word document and just start going. 
And you made mm. uh, the, the, the the former you made a good uh, decision for the future you to right. execu uh, execute mm -hmm. on the next action. Yeah, that's right. I, I that's have right. a I have a bad example of not doing that this morning, um, <laughs> it, it, because I you know you think you will remember the details, but duh, you do not. <laughs> so write them down, <laughs> silly. So. Mm. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good, good ones. Um, and last question on mine. What is next for you with GTD? Yeah. Yeah. Good question. Well, I've been really trying to um, build up uh, a following on this one productive minute. The idea is, is I would like to find, continue to find ways to make GTD very consumable for people. I know that when someone can fully grasp the, me the methodology of capture, clarify, organize, reflect and engage, they'll get a massive benefit. But I, I find that sometimes when people first look at that, they get intimidated and they worry that they have to do it all to benefit. And I'm trying to help people take little tidbits, little pieces and benefit from the two minute rule and I could teach mm -hmm. them the two minute rule in 60 seconds <laughs> mm -hmm. or um, this, or even just benefit from the little nuggets that exist within the methodology and get them to benefit from those little bits so that then they, they get hungry to want more. And then they start mm -hmm. to take on more elements of that methodology. And so the one productive minute is just a way and it, all, all it really is, is taking little tiny pieces of GTD and, and, and sort of, I like to say, dripping value on people each day. It's just little drips, mm -hmm. right? And so all of my tips you can learn in 60 seconds and, and they're all GTD tips, whether it's a little image that might say something like, um, you know, uh, the other day I, I put a little one that said, consider putting something you don't want to forget next to your keys, right? So that mm -hmm. right, we talk a lot about that and do other things like that so that mm. you don't have to remember. And people immediately related to that. And it was a tip, it was an actionable tip they could literally do that day. Mm. So for me, I'm continuing to try to say, how do we move beyond the theory, which is important, and continue to get into the practicality in day-to-day -day life. And I think as people adopt those small things, they begin to see the benefits of now that I've done one little tidbit, what's the next, what's the next, and uh, over time, their benefit grows as their adoption grows. And so for me, it's it's really building up um, the one productive minute following and trying to find new ways to help people come to use and love GTD. Um, that's, a, that's a big thing for me right now. Hmm. Good, thank you. And, and I must admit that uh, inspired by, by you, uh, my colleague in uh, Sweden, Martin Hogan and um, uh, David's two minutes tips for turbulent times. I've mm -hmm. also made my one minute with GTD yeah. <laughs> series, <laughs> which I'm releasing now. Um, and I'll be recording some next week as well. <laughs> yeah, so, so we, are, we, are, we, we think the same in the same way because GTD and the, the, this uh, holistic model where every part plays its part and together it works you know, better than uh, on the separate. But the, like the two minute rule you mentioned, that's been transformable, transformational for a lot of people. And, yeah. um, and give them a kind of a, the, the first dip the toe into GTD and feel how nice that water feels. That's um, right. Mm. Um, and perhaps this is also a good tip for people that, you know, are GTD practitioners out there, they want to share this with their colleague, but might be facing the problem that they're maybe sharing too much. So for picking yeah. those small kinds of tips, um, that's uh, that's perhaps something to help them also share GTD and help uh, colleagues uh, out as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Um, but have you reached the end of your questions, Lars? I have. That was yeah. number eight on my list, which was the last one. Okay, so I, I won't take a lot of your time, Justin, but I just want to to um, go a little to the businessy part of GGD and uh, so that we can look at um, the US versus the world. And because for those of you who don't know that uh, this, that Justin is uh, responsible for the GTD training in the United States, States and Canada, is that correct? Mm -hmm. yes. That's correct. Yeah. So if you want to have GTD training, uh, Justin is your man. Uh, and <laughs> Vital Smart is your company uh, if you're in the US and, uh, and Canada. That's and um, as I mentioned uh, in, in the pre-meeting, sorry, pre-recording of this is that we have a lot of listeners to our podcast in the US. Um, did you check, Lars? I, on the top of my head is nearly 40,000 of our just uh, we reached 100,000 downloads. We are very happy for this. Thank you, everybody who's <laughs> listening. Um, but uh, so, so if you, you are from the US, Justin is the man to go to. And I also know that Vital Smarts is in Europe, but not with GTD. What, what do you have to offer um, the European counterparts that is not yes. GTD? What, what can we help yeah. people with? That's right. We have a number of partners in Europe that uh, are training um, and uh, coaching on some of our other skill sets. So our, our, our most commonly known skill set is called Crucial Conversation. So we teach yes. people the skills for handling high stakes disagreements. You want to learn the skills to be able to speak up more effectively. Or, or we have another skill set called Crucial Accountability, which is if I'm a manager, how do I better hold performance conversations? How do I have... Um, per you know, a performance review conversation that actually improves the relationship. Um, mm. We have a skill set called influencer, which is for leaders around how to drive change within organizations and cultures. Mm. Um, and our, our newest program um, over the last 18 months is called The Power of Habit. We partnered with the author of the book, The Power mm. of Habit by Charles Duhigg. Mm. Yeah. And we uh, mm. created a training program called The Power of Habit, which is all about how to develop those habits that, that drive change. It's a great complement to the GTD skill set. We have a number of clients who are doing those together and find that to be very valuable. So vitalsmarts.com is a great place to go to learn about those. So. Mm -hmm. Good. And, and you are present where? Do you have, a, do you know, it's not your Europe because we have listeners all around yeah. the world. So yeah. uh, where, where can they find this vitalsmarts.com or for find yeah. the, the subsidiaries around the world? Yeah, how, how? yeah, that's right. So if you go to vitalsmarts.com, we have a, a link there where you can find vitalsmarts licensees in different countries. And so mm -hmm. you can find a local uh, licensee if you're interested in any of those solutions. I'm located in Utah in the United mm -hmm. States. We have international licensees in um, dozens of, of uh, regions across the world. And so, uh, yes, on our website would be a great place to look. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Um, we are going to go for a landing now, I think, for and Lars will take us out in a minute. Um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm happy to have you. And I just want to say that uh, the, my... My belief is that GGDers are the nicest people on the planet and you haven't proved me wrong. <laughs> Thank you for attending, Justin. This has been a blast. Very, very good to hear from you and your insights about GGD and your practice and your stories. Thank you so much for, for making this episode with us. 
Um, it's been a it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me, and I feel very connected because of our our shared love for this content and and its <laughs> out its goal, which is helping all yeah. of us just be our better selves. So thank you. Yeah. yeah. And I, I I don't know. This is not on our, our special uh, questions list, but I'm just uh, because you, you seem like a happy person. Do you think GGS uh, uh, made you a happy happier person? I think it has. I think because it's helped me to be able to gain some focus and clarity on what makes me happy, mm-hmm. and it's allowed me to say no to the things that were not making me happy. Exactly. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I think so. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Our colleagues, by the way, in the, in the UK, has done some some um, surveys that's shown between seventy one and eighty two percent of the people attending GTD seminars are happier after. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. good. Well, Lars, um, <laughs> will you take us out? <laughs> yes, and also thanks for my and Justin. Uh, a lot of fun to have you on. A lot of good um, good thoughts on on GTD and and your practice. Um, we always wrap up these episodes with a quick reminder to head on over to gtdnordic.com, where you can find links to all the country websites for each of the Nordic countries to learn more about GTD. You'll find the newsletters, articles, all of our offerings, physical and virtual groups on social media where natives from each of those countries discuss GTD. Uh, and um, today I'll update the outro as well to include that, of course. If you're in the US or Canada looking for GTD courses, head on over to vitalsmarts.com. And for everyone else, gettingthingsdone.com is where you can find your local partners. And as always, we really hope that you find these episodes valuable. And if you do, We always appreciate a rating on iTunes. It really helps the discoverability of the podcast and yeah, help other people learn GTD. And at the very end, a little shout out to the GTD community of the subreddit of GTD in reddit.com. Um, that is really a good place to go. A lot of people engaging in uh, in GTD, and they uh, are generally really nice people too. So if you're looking for help internationally, you don't have a local partner, you don't have a local community, Reddit.com, find GTD, um, the subreddit there. Um, and thank you all for the, the the love that I have felt in the Reddit.com um, community for people supporting our podcast so if you're listening to this and you found us on reddit thank you for listening (laughs) so um okay great we are now at the end um i will say as i always do um thank you so much for listening and until next time stay safe and stay productive bye bye everybody bye 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 bye